we've covered the intricacies of uh, how Pop Tarts are just dessert ravioli in the past and stuff like yes, that. Yes, and I, fuck you for that. I, <laughs> so, what if I told you you can't ever actually buy a hot pocket? Mm. Have you ever bought a hot pocket that's hot? Is this one of those stupid literal things where it's not hot, it's like cold pocket, but when you take it home, you introduce the heat, now it's a hot pocket. I- I'm sorry, have you ever actually had a hot pocket? I've had like a weirdly still frozen in the center pocket and a, oh god, why is the uh, erupting surface of Vesuvius in a piece of bread pocket, but never a hot pocket before? You need a better microwaving technique, because when I do my hot pockets, my hot pockets are always warm all the way across the board. And yes, sure, you have Vesuvius in your mouth, but it's never cold in the middle. How do you, you need feel to work on your microwave that, How do you feel about the fact that due to uh, tricky corporate naming conventions, you're actually paying for a cold pocket and then shelling out hard-earned money for, in, for um, electricity to turn it into a hot pocket, allegedly? It, that's, I don't know how you thought this was going to upset me. You do this with everything. You have to cook everything you bring home. What about apples? You don't have to cook apples. No, you don't have to keep cook apples, but if you want it nice and cold, you have to generate the cold for them to be in. Oh, I bought this meat. I don't want it to go to waste all of a sudden. Better invest in a fridge. This is part of the cycle. <laughs> right, but it's not like I'm buying something called a burger that's handing me a pound of raw beef. I'm buying a Hot Pocket, man, and they're holding me a weird ice pack. Well, it's like they call them cold cuts, you know, when you, yeah. you know, like, you know, name for your know, ham, you know, ice slice ham, you know, it's cold cuts. They don't call them hot cuts. See, even the vegetarian understands what I'm saying, Alex. Yeah, but like, I mean, if I buy fried chicken in a bag, I still have to, like, eat it up. It's, I don't know. This is, this is, I feel like this, you were trying try to fish a little too hard. I opened up a fucking energy drink this early in the morning <laughs> just to try to, like, be like, ah, oh, Charlie's on his shit again. And no, this is, I'm gone for a week, and this is the best you can come up with. I am disappointed. <laughs> Dessert ravioli was much more hurtful to the heart, not just, you know, in terms of my health, but like <laughs> spiritually. All the taste hot tests pockets. you had to do was, it was hurtful. <laughs> yeah, hot pockets, not that hurtful. <laughs> there's no amount of burning you can do to my soul that a hot pocket hasn't done in my tongue already. Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast episode 190. Uh, I am Alex, aka Mave Online. Uh, and yeah, I'm back. I know I was out last week, was not feeling too swell, but I have returned to annoy my cohorts here. Uh, my cohorts being Charlie, aka Mordak, uh, Undivided, and of course, Henry, aka Nomad Har, also Kraken underscore zero. But yes, the boys are back together 100%. How are you guys doing? Good. I'm fine. Why do you sound scared, Charlie? I don't know. <laughs> I'm good. I, I'm not doing anything worthy of sandbagging just yet. I, that's fair. <laughs> I gotta stay poised at all times. It's, it's, it's not a tactic, it's a lifestyle now. The sandbag always has to be ready. <laughs> But yes, uh, we are the Wicked Awesome Cast, uh, and again, this is episode one ninety. We've got some, uh, we've got some news articles that are pretty good today. We've got some interesting stuff, 
some E3 related news, some Evo news that I just added. Charlie, don't click the link yet. It's a surprise. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. I, I think I already know about it, but yeah, well, I, I, I want to go over it cause it's such an interesting thing to have to happen, but yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, we've also got troll news. Star Citizen is still a thing. <laughs> when the fuck did we start summarizing our news as part of the intro? Like, how know. far I off the wanna, rails have we gone? This is what we're doing. I just want to tease people ahead. I just want to tease people like, you know, hey, you got a couple things coming. Just want to give you a heads up of what we got coming your way. Tune, listen to the whole podcast and get all your details. You know, it's like a preview, like a preview, you know? Sure. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, How are you guys doing? I know I was out last week, so I want to catch up with you guys. But go ahead and let me know how uh, your weeks have been. I guess I'll go first. I'm fine. I, I, I'm playing a game. I said I wasn't going to play anymore again. <laughs> what are you playing? Anthem. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if that qualifies as playing a game, but go on. I, the parts of that game I still like, I still like a lot. Uh, we'll, we'll get to this later, but some news kind of like... Uh, all it takes occasion for me to go back to a game I liked but kind of fell off of is for them to be like, yo, we're coming back. And I'm like, oh, I should start playing this again or at least download it. If that's the case, sir, uh, the Division 2 announced a new expansion. You yeah, ready to play some that. Division 2? Oh! <laughs> I thought all it took was to announce something's happening. Yeah, if I had fun with it previously. Oh, sounds like somebody's not true to their word. No, I just think Anthem, even with all its problems, is a better game than Division 2. Oh, that's highly fucking debatable. <laughs> I, as someone who's played both, I'd rather play the what Anthem was at launch than whatever the fuck the Division 2 is at this point in time. <laughs> there. Yeah, I, I, as the Schluter specialist on this podcast, mm-hmm. I... I I feel confident in saying, like, neither one is really worth your time, but, you know, Anthem's kind of fun still. The Division <laughs> 2 is basically Wildlands with a loot system. Not as good. <laughs> it's actually weird you bring this up. I had had a long debate with someone online about, like, they were just kind of like, hey, I came back to Division 2, why all the negativity towards this? And I'm like, we're not actively negative about the Division 2, just no one wants to play it right now. Like, it's People fell yep. off that game so fucking hard. It's like it, it was one of those things. Like no one's pa- like, no one's mad at the game. We're all sitting there being like, "Man, I wish this was good." We're just sitting there being like, "Man, I wish this game didn't actually come out." I guess it's like, yeah, I paid for this. Was it bad? No. Why'd you stop playing it? I just did. Like Anthem, at least, is like, why'd you stop playing it? It was bad. <laughs> I don't know. I I particularly enjoyed. Division 2 for a while, I, though. Yeah, the same way I enjoyed Anthem for a little while. The same way I like, th- I can enjoy many a loot shooter game for a period of time, but like, what could you check? What makes the division unique at this point in this land of loot shooters that we all have? Uh, it's by BioWare. Ah, uh, but that means that that puts it in the same company as uh, Breakpoint. I don't even know Breakpoint. That's the Ghost Re- <laughs> That's the um, Ghost Recon sequel to Wildlands. That added oh, okay. a loot system. That, like, that, that's the problem. Like Wildlands was more the game I wanted the division to be in some ways than the division mm. was, and like I, I still hate how combat feels in that franchise. 
Like, I, I hate how many bullets it takes to kill anything in that game. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a thing to combat. It's there's a balance there. It's like bullet sponges. I it's. I'm. F- I think I, you have to be very. I play a lot of with- Destiny, so I'm fine with bullet sponges. I'm not fine with bullet sponges that they're wearing fucking hoodies. Like, how many layers of cardboard do they have under that hoodie? They're tanking <laughs> SMG it, rounds. It's true, John true. Wick fabric hoodies. I, apparently. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah it, I agree. It definitely makes more sense in, you know, you see somebody wearing literal power armor and all sorts of, and, sh- and shielding and. Yeah. Yeah, they may be, they take a while to take down, but, and they're also giants. But at, no, at least fucking. Dude in a hoodie. This Borderlands 3 calls them badasses. I'm like, okay, they're badasses. Got it. That explains the weird bullet resistance. It's like, no, it doesn't, but. Yeah. Uh, but 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 more important than that, I, I I watched something this week that's very pertinent to our gaming podcast. Oh. I saw the Sonic watch? movie. Awesome. I've been dying to go see that. I just haven't yet. It is better than it has any right to be. It really, really is. I've heard, I feel I've like heard it was going to be decent. I mean, honestly. Uh, it is better than it has any right to be. Like, it is defendably a fun movie. And they get a surprising amount of, like, Sonic into it from a gameplay perspective that I did not expect there to be. Like, there is a rings dropping mechanic. <laughs> there is, like, an explanation for, like, why Sonic's and they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like the movie makes far more sense than it should, and it contains way more like fun nods to video games than I thought you could put into a movie like this. Like if you're adapting fucking Sonic, like how it's like, okay, how do you translate this in? Oh, that's how you translate it in. Okay, cool. Yeah, I it's also um let's talk about the sonic movie i guess it is it finally addresses the true lore of the sonic franchise which is um the story of the patriotic and good guy dr robotnik aka dr eggman and the uh alien terrorist known as sonic (laughs) (laughs) sounds oddly specific Uh, it's (laughs) that's kind of the premise of the movie it works uh fucking jim carrey kills it as robotnik See, I feel like he would. I mean, all right, when do you... I, I haven't really seen Jim Carrey phone it in so often. This... He, God, uh, he doesn't really tend to do that. This is some, like, mask-level Jim Carrey, though. Like, this is some ridiculous Jim Carrey you've not seen in a long time. Like, the writing mm. for him is fantastic. His delivery for it is fantastic. Like, it is... For a movie that is indeed like intended to be a family thing, so it's fun for all ages, they squeeze what you want out of Jim Carrey playing Doctor Robotnik out of Jim Carrey in this movie. Like it is, his villainy is joyful and like restrained in a way. It's it's a different version of Robotnik, but like it's it's the it's the same like robotnik-esque thing you've come to expect after being a sonic fan for so long it's like it's a Mm. it's a a fantastic interpretation of it like they throw in an eggman joke like it's everything about robotnik is so well handled it's insane like he is easily the star of the entire fucking movie just like any scene he's in he fucking steals the lines for him are great like just a 
he is fantastic. Like it's worth seeing this movie alone for Doctor for Jim Carrey's Doctor Robotnik. It's fantastic. Yeah, I would agree. But then again, like Jim Carrey's always been really good at playing these like obscene characters. That, that's just it, yeah, though. Too like it's, it's not an R-rated character, but it's like it's there's a, there's a lot going on in this movie that again, like you wouldn't expect there to be. Like it's it's a pretty basic plot, but like it doesn't have any real stumble points. Like it's got all of it. The amount of fan service they cram into the movie is ridiculous, and they justify it in like weirdly okay ways, but not like in cringy okay ways. Like fuck, they they make a point of giving Sonic the Sonic shoes at one point, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I, and that's what I've heard about it, uh, and that's it's nice to hear that it, it, that it's turned out well. I felt like there's a good chance it would. I mean, yeah, it's. It, it like this movie will win no Oscars. I hope it does well enough that we get a sequel out of it because like this movie is defendably fun. Like it's it's it maybe a little bit longer than it should be, but also like I had I I never felt like it was slow the entire time. Like again, n- no one except Jim Carrey's at the peak of their acting abilities in this movie, but also like it's fucking Jim Carrey who's like every scene he's in is this joyful ridiculousness like they gave Robotnik an extended dance montage at one point where it's like why is this here because Jim Carrey all right see I heard that it's I mean and I like that it's been correctly marketed in a sense in that it's something that people will take their kids to like for the parents they grew up literally you know in the era of the first when Sonic was introduced but it's also properly a kids movie. I've heard that yeah, it's a proper properly a kids movie. You can take a kid of any age to it, and it's and it's suitable. So yeah, that's mm. also that's cool. And I think they, that's a great idea. I mean, and it's also just that is the perfect marketing for a movie like Sonic. Like they got sounds yeah. like they got that one right on target. Yeah, it's the, the movie's having fun the entire time, which. I don't know. I expect this movie to be more cringy or kind of like, well, Alex made it or something. It's going, ah, ah, look what we did there. But no, like it, it, it has its moments where you're like kind of eye roll, whatever, but it, it, but it's a, I mean, the thing is, you know, low expectations, video game movie. Yeah. And we know we, at this point, we know what that everybody it, knows. Yeah. Like the, the flow chart I saw the, makes the most sense is like, should I see the Sonic movie? Yes. No, both go to the same thing. Do you hate kids movies? Like that's the actual question. Like it's the, you yeah. don't have to care about who the fuck Sonic is to enjoy this movie. It helps. Yes. Like, it makes, like... Mm. But at the same time, though, too, there's a certain aspect of, like... I, I don't know how much of this is true pre-the redesign or whatever, but, like, the final product has a reverence for the games that's kind of cool. Like, they go through and basically remake the entire movie at the end in, like, a 30-second, 8-bit, like, credit scroll thing. And it's mm. neat. Like it, 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 they get the they they basically take like robot Jim Carrey's Robotnik and eight bitify him. And it's like oh this is cool or sixteen bit whatever the fuck the Genesis was, and it looks accurate. And you're like this is fun. Like this is like like fuck the the oh like, they managed to justify why the movie takes place in Green Hill Zone. Huh. Green Hill Zone is Montana. It's Green Hills Montana. Hmm. Oh really? That's how the movie plays it off. Like that's the that's the that's, that's the cleverness the movie goes to. Where it's like we don't call it Green Hill Zone. It's just Green Hill, Montana. Interesting. Yeah, I like that. That's fun. That's yeah, cool. Like, the justification of where the fuck Sonic comes from and why he's on Earth and like is a super powered hedgehog 
is fine. Like it's it's it even sets it up to like, yo, we can totally bring Knuckles into this bullshit because okay, like to rip off an article a bit, the weirdest fucking part of the entire movie is an owl in a movie about a supersonic blue hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, I'm I am very excited yeah. to go see it. Now that I've heard like, you know, people that I know saying that, oh no, this this is an enjoyable movie. Watch this movie. Yeah, it's, it will be fun. <laughs> it's fine. I'd find something in the wrong word. It's fun. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I there was the fear just because, not because it's Sega or Sonic, you know, so much that it's just like video game movie. Okay, so you, know, like, you remind me of the weirdest <laughs> part in my book of the entire thing. So, like all things now, Sega has a Sega movies movie logo thing they put at the start of a movie and uh, like many of these things it's clips from whatever they happen to show some of the worst sega clips as part of this thing ever and i'm like wait that game was terrible that game was terrible that game was terrible (laughs) like hell they have they have clips from one of the worst sonic games ever as part of this uh the one you get chased by an orca at one point i don't remember what the fuck it was like it was a 3D one that was undeniably terrible. Like, and I'm like, wait, I'm watching this. I'm like, this is not a good omen. It would have been, 06 is, and everybody says 06 is the worst. Possibly, because yeah. Because it it's fucking terrible. Uh, mm. It's really not good. Yeah. Um, um, oh, yeah, they're also the one that's the weird one with weird designs. Yeah, I I forget. That's the, the one, uh, I think that's Sonic, I think that's Sonic Rose, maybe? Or you have the yes, also three? that one. That did not make yeah, an appearance. What I'm talking about is the Orca one that was like the first super bad one. Yeah. Mm. And see, it wasn't because it was 3D. They had already gone successfully yeah, no, that's in the 3D problem. way before bad. that. Like, Sonic Adventure is great. Yeah. Like, both of them are fun. Like, I love the Sonic Adventure yeah. series 1 and 2. They're, they're undeniably solid games. Like, I mean, it's it's tough to make the move to 3D because often it, it it's not necessarily great, but in you know, but it's like, but 06 was just in measurably awful. So. Yeah, but yeah, I am ex- I am definitely now more excited than even before to go see the movie. Yeah, it's it's worth seeing. Like, if you have any reverence for Sonic, go watch this bullshit. It's fun. I. The, the the setup for a sequel is acceptable and it's the, what you want it to be. I yeah, like literally the first five minutes of the movie are the only kind of like eh part and like even most of that's okay. It's like thirty seconds, so you're like, where the fuck this owl come from? <laughs> yeah, but like it's like they they have a like Sonic comes from a planet that's basically just a fucking Sonic level. Like, it, I can't, flat out says, yeah, it's got naturally occurring half pipes and ramps, and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Easy access to naturally yep. occurring loop de loops, and you're like, what? That's not how nature. Oh, okay, on this weird ass planet, it is, I guess. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's about it. Me and my wife had Valentine's. Uh, Valentine's Day, uh, a busy week on my end, work wise. Yeah, Anthem and Sonic. Nice. Yeah, and Destiny. But okay, actually, yeah. Fuck the Crimson Days event. Like, fuck that thing so hard. It's a terrible event. I didn't take part. In you that shouldn't. It's terrible. Imagine. 
I don't know why I'm participating in it. It's not fun. I hate every second I spend involved in it. <laughs> See, I went ahead and did go to Lord Shacks to check it out, and I was like, this doesn't seem fun. If you like the bow, the bow is worth getting, and it's pretty easy to get the bow, but I, it, yeah. I do like bows, but is it a better bow than other bows? No, it's just it, a good bow. Okay. Ah. Because I have a primary, I have a kinetic and an energy bow right yeah, now. Yeah, this is just and I kind of like them both. This is a good bow. It's got a good loadout on it, but yeah, I, yes. But you can also get the single ladies dance, I guess, for as an emote out of it, so. <laughs> it's called the sassy dance. Of mm. course it is. Sassy. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Who, wants, who wants to go next? Uh, I can go. Go for it. Um, okay. Don't sound so, so dejected. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, Valentine's Day happened. So, Maddie and I actually drove out to the Oregon coast uh, for Valentine's Day. It was really nice. nice out there. Yeah, it was really pretty. It was nice and gloomy, which is the kind of weather I really enjoy. Uh, so, we hung out there. We got to play the arcade. And that's where I did the most Charlie-ass thing uh, I could have done. And it was buying various exotic animals for consumption. Oh, what'd you eat? Uh, what'd you eat? I haven't eaten it yet because I bought the jerkies for it. But I bought ah. alligator, ostrich, pheasant, um, boar, well, wild boar. Um, yeah, a couple different ones. I like they have like a build your own crazy exotic meat jerky pack store for twenty five mm. bucks, and I bought like twenty five bucks of. Various jerkies. Well, you are aware of the fact that jerky is the traditional gift of uh, Valentine's Day in my relationship, right? Yes, yes, I remember. You're actually the one who put me on to the uh, jerky bouquet yes, uh, thing. The traditional gift of Valentine's Day jerky. Yeah, but it was pretty cool because I saw all these, like, I saw, like, they had, like, alligator and, like, yeah. pheasant, wild boar and all that. And I'm like, this is the most Charlie-ass thing I can do. I'm going to buy this meat. And so a good call. I will report back <laughs> as I consume these jerkies. Uh, oh, venison, elk, that stuff mm. as well. I forgot exactly the whole list. I just remember, like, what's the most exotic ass thing I can get? And I'm like, this, this, this. And so, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a really nice time. We drove back. The drive to the Oregon coast from Portland is gorgeous. It's a nice, foresty, pretty drive. And so. Uh, yeah, overall, it was nice. It did rain a little hard during the drive, but while Mandy and I were at the actual Oregon coast, it was really nice. So, um, so there was that, um, I think last week was the Super Bowl. Was that last week? I believe it was. Two weeks right? ago. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, uh, that was unfortunate. Hey, hey, hey Alex. Why? Both in 49ers. Better than the fucking Patriots this year. No, no, we didn't make it. We didn't lose in the Super Bowl. That's worse. <laughs> you lost before. No, no, we got eliminated. We didn't lose. You lost before. Eh. <laughs> Don't be mad. You weren't invited to the party this year. Yeah, we've been there six times already in my lifetime. We're good. <laughs> uh, As yeah, a Patriots it was... fan, it's really fun not to have to watch the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Like, man, this Sunday is so great now that I don't give a fuck about football this year. The Niners may have lost, but football fans everywhere won because they didn't have to watch another Super Bowl with the Pats. But but the uh, 
quarterback for the 49ers, the former Patriots. So, but he's a 49er. Now. He got stolen from the Patriots. Doesn't matter. He's a Niner jersey. He's a Niner jersey. Doesn't that's all that matters. We'll, we'll let you keep believing that. Thank you. Um, and then so yeah, I'm still taking apart boxes. I'm finally gonna start putting together the game room because I just have loose of boxes. I'm still trying to figure out where I'm gonna put things. Um, but yeah, I also got a Roomba mm. for the house. And let me tell you, Roombas are fucking amazing. Did you tape a knife to it yet? Not <laughs> yet. Not yet. I'm not going full battle box because my dog's still a little bit like mm, when they see the Roomba go off. But yeah, I mean, I have two dogs. One of them is part husky, and she's shedding out her overcoat right now. Yeah, and it gets real bad. Make sure you clean it because once those things get jammed, there's nothing you can do. Oh no! I, this thing comes apart super easily I, to clean all the yes, parts for it. But also, dog hair plus electric motors equals fascinating results. Yeah, no, mm. I, I I clean it out. Like it gets the bin gets full, so I yes, make sure I clean I've, it out. I unscrew the one of the, the the little brush thing that goes and spins around. I take out the rollers and make sure the hair gets pulled out of that. Like I'm 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 pretty thorough about it. So it's it, it that thing. Let me tell you, if you're a dog owner and your dog sheds a little bit, yeah, a Roomba is fucking phenomenal. So, um, yeah. So we have it running overnight. Um, which I also found out by the way the Roomba can run in complete darkness because it yep. uses like infrared and something else, yep. which I did not know. Yep. Yep. So, um, if anybody out there who's listening to this podcast works for Roomba and wants to sponsor the podcast, I would be happy to sample, uh, something you guys may have. Uh, I've got the 900, but I would always be happy to upgrade to one of the other ones. If you, if you work for Roomba, Hey, just a, just a shout out. This is yep. my way of trying to get something for free. <laughs> but, um, yeah, other than that, like it's things have been pretty good. Thing the house is still getting settled in. It's hard to kind of like we want to start doing some of the outside landscape and stuff a little bit, but it's hard to do that because every time we have days off, I've been trying to do that for two years. Good luck. <laughs> well, our our obstacle right now is the fucking rain. So yeah, because even if we want to clear some stuff out, like even a little bit. We have, we have to wait for a pocket of time when it's not raining bad. Hey, Alex, can you figure out what, what to do with the stuff once you clear it? Uh, Mandy's going to come up with that. That's her, that's her thing. It's harder than you think it should be. And, and it's her thing. She's in charge of the landscaping. I just help out with moving stuff around. But as far okay. as design and what's going to go where, that's up to her. Okay. Um, yeah, other than that, that's, that's pretty much where I'm at. I've been all right. I suspect um, Portland is fucking pr- annoyingly progressive the way LA is, and they don't want you just throwing that shit out. Well, we have the green bin. That, yeah, those so. fill up real quick. They do. We can do it piecemeal. Not a huge deal. I've got 30 years on this mortgage. I've got plenty of time. Isn't it terrifying to think you're shackled to something for 30 years? No, I don't even think about it in that long term just because I'm really happy that like that's fair. Like I come home and I can start my washer and dryer wherever the yeah, fuck that, I want. Yeah, that is the best thing about home ownership. Like, oh I want to just fucking walk around the house like in my underwear not a fucking problem. Although I have to make sure the windows are closed <laughs> because I'm right next to a fucking school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm next to multiple but, churches uh, so I understand that one. Yeah. <laughs> I just but, like, don't care. Yeah, if I literally want to just jump in the shower or just 
run the laundry machine and the dryer at the same fucking time at two in the morning, no one can fucking stop me. Yeah. Plus, I have a two-door garage, so, like, kind of nice. Like, we pull the cars into the garage. Yeah. It's fucking great. So, yeah, 30-year thing to think about, sure, but let me tell you, those little things like that, fucking worth it. So, anyway, that's me. There. Oh, and of course, play more WoW. So, there's that. Henry? Yeah, so, I, I, I keep liking to check out, I keep checking out more and more shows in Crunchyroll. I mean, it, it's, there's, there's a lot of stuff. I just like Crunchyroll a lot. I think it's definitely, like, I've been on Crunchyroll since, like, it started. I just thought it was, you know, the, of the services, you know, of the sort of, you know, of the streaming services, it's the only one I've ever been subscribed to. So, uh, but yeah, uh, I've been watching, started watching something called the case files of jeweler Richard. Huh. And it's, it's kind of a human drama, mostly kind of lighter, not, not super heavy. And it revolves around the jeweler. Who's this uh, jeweler in, in Japan, that he himself is not from Japan. He's a he's a foreigner, but he speaks like ten languages, <laughs> including mm. Japanese. So, uh, but yeah, essentially it revolves around him and sort of this uh, Japanese student, this uh, yeah. college student who runs into him, like essentially helps him out. Like he's kind of got surrounded by some just sort of punks trying to steal from him, uh, or to you know, yeah, yeah, thieves basically, muggers. And they get to know each other, and he starts working for him part time. And so, this the Japanese character is sort of you know our introduction. That's the way you know he's he's basically the Watson. He's the he's a reason for talking about stuff or explaining stuff or introducing things. And uh, but he, he's a, he's a cool enough character. He's a good enough character. He's a they're 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 both fun characters. Yeah, Richard the jeweler. Yeah, he's he's basically starts he's starting a shop there, and so what happens is it's kind of works like a detective show. I I dig detective shows. I mean that that's probably also been clear. I mean I even lot a lot of the anime I watch is. I was gonna say shows. you play a lot of so, dating simulators, which are often detective ish. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, this this falls right in with that. Is essentially people bring in a piece of jewelry. For evaluation, that's what he does. That's, Wait, so this is job. this fucking Pawn Stars essentially? Um, yeah, except fun and nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, essentially. But it it so what happens is they go in and then it's like, but it's some human drama going on. Is the you know the ones that you know this each episode focuses on is like something something or another going on involving it. It's like usually involving something with like a relationship or family and uh, as well as, you know, some sort of, you know, sort of nerdy information about jewels and minerals and stuff like that. And I also find that interesting. I mean, it's, you know, to find out like I didn't know what heat treatment was or what it was supposed to do, but a lot of gems are heat treated. I know that now. Uh, yeah. And so, and then it, and essentially, they end up sort of solving a human problem through the conduit of these jewel evaluations. Essentially, I mean, they, what Richard does, his job is to 
people bring in a piece of jewelry for him to evaluate. And he then kind of goes off and also gets other experts in, essentially. He's kind of like the doorway to that, I guess. So he goes off, gets it, finds certain experts to help evaluate it, and then has costs. But that's never the point of the episode. Like, the, it, the episodes evolve around why the piece of jewelry was brought in. And they kind of, and the two characters, which hilariously, the main, the other main character, the student name is Seigi, which, and they play with it all the time because it means hero of justice. Mm. It's the kanji for hero of justice. And so they, they, but they play off of that in a fun way all the time. I mean, even why he was named that and, and the fact that he does act like sort of a dopey boy scout all the time. And he's sort of thick. And he's like, as in thick headed. Like he's, uh, he's kind of like, I don't know. It's fun. He's naive, I guess is the best way to describe the Seiki character. He's, he's somewhat naive, but he's just sort of good hearted Steve Rogers, essentially. Captain America. That's what I say. Yeah. How does that work? Like it's already okay. Yeah. So he's just kind of, you know, this dopey, good natured, good hearted guy. Sure. But yeah, they and the, so they interaction off each other where Richard's just very refined and but incredible like he they even made it a point to talk about like one of the requirements of working for Richard is like you cannot discriminate on the basis of like like sex or sexual orientation or gender identification or race or you know or or country of origin like sure. they they actually like say that right out at the beginning of one of the episodes where it it does become a thing there's a reason for it later on in the episode that's you know more revealed but i mean that's cool i like that that's 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 a fun thing about the show but it's it's good it, there again it's one of these feel good shows it's it's a it's it has a lot of heart to it it's fun it's well done and yeah it kind of also hits the thing of talking in detail about some about some subject in this case jewels and jewelry that I also find interesting because I just like learning about stuff. Sure. Yeah. So that's that's super cool. Um, so as games, I've been playing a lot of Destiny Two still. I I got my first piece of exotic armor. Nice. Uh, it's really good. I I mean, it's perfect for me. It's it's the one where if you melee something, it reloads your weapon. And oh, it's so good with the shotgun. Which one is that one? With the, uh, uh, the armor. Um, actually, I can let me just pull it up on the on my uh, Destiny app. What class do you play? He plays Hunter. Okay. Yeah, I like. I kind of like the you know go fast. Like he's a flippy boy. Uh, yeah. So what you're saying is you gotta go fast. I go fast. Yeah, I, 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 I've always preferred the uh, quicker character. You need to get some grave robber perks, my friend. But uh, I do. I have some guns with that. Um, uh, sealed Aham. Ah, yes, the shiny boys. They are, they are good. They are so good because yeah, like I said, they auto reload your weapon, and oh god, they work perfectly in tandem with the perfect paradox shotgun. Yeah. Is basically it's like I melee and reload it, then unload three shots, then melee and reload yeah, it. Yeah, especially then if you're in trench for that, it's pretty damn effective. 
Yeah, that's what I say. I yeah, because I have the paraphrase paradox with the uh with the French French barrel yep. mod. And so I can just I, I literally never have to stop stop to reload ever. And I get three powerful shots, melee again, three powerful shots, and it melts some bosses, something serious like you know, the both the kind of champion character champion type characters and the bosses. So yeah, that's that's been good. So yeah, that exotic and I mean it's the reloading thing is even why for the hunter I'm using the ability that the version of the main you know the class ability where when you use the dodge button it reloads your yeah. weapon because that's been a, that is a thing especially when you use some of the guns I use like I like to use the um uh I, I like the pistols and I like the hand cannons and the hand cannons are very slow to reload. And so anything that speeds makes the reload instantaneous makes those guns way like way more even useful. So it's, yeah, so I I use you know and with the shotguns as well. And so because it just takes time to load each, you have to load each bullet individually with the shotguns. Yeah. But yeah, with with this new piece of exotic armor, I just melee and it reloads, and that's even better than the uh, using the class ability to do it because the melee. You could just do that repeatedly. <laughs> like the class ability has has cooldown. The melee, it, it, there's no like real cooldown because it also works with the class melee. Like whenever I I have it on the dagger version now, throwing knives and I can throw the knives and that reloads my gun. So that's cool. Uh, but yeah, the <clears throat> yeah. So I'm really liking this piece of armor. It's it's super good. It is absolutely perfect for the type of character I play, where I just like to get in enemies' faces and just fire away. And this means I don't have to duck away to reload yeah. ever again. I'm running my asshole PvP build right now. <laughs> uh, it's it basically lets me go invisible, gain an overshield, and drop a bomb all on every time I dodge <laughs> with max um uh, class ability refresh. So that's the. Which class That's is Hunter that? still. The, that is Hunter. Oh, oh. Uh, but it's but it's because of the armor you're uh, wearing. So Night Stalker, one of the versions of it, when you dodge, you turn invisible. Then I have a mod yeah. on me that every time I activate my class ability in Void, I gain an overshield. And then the exotic I'm running is the uh, Bombardier Pants that drop mm-hmm. a grenade every time I dodge. It's great. That's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, I, uh, it needs to get fixed. It's a little bit broken. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I, I'm I'm pretty happy with my current yeah. loadout with Hunter. Like like I said, with the uh, with the with this piece of exotic armor, which is like I said, perfect for yeah. me. But yeah, uh, as far as like abilities, like I have I I threw stuff on. Like I've been using the stuff for advanced bow loader, the stuff for the bows, yeah. like on my armor. That's that's been useful to me, and uh, let's see what else do I? Oh yeah, I have uh, high energy fire molten overload. Oh yeah, I'm using the like with because my grenades are solar, yeah. and they now they cause disruption. So that's that's good. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I don't yeah I don't really do PvP so much, and so I because in part because I'm just, I already mentioned I'm not a big fan of it already. But one thing I am using definitely is um, I changed over the cloak I'm using to avoid cloak because I have some class void abilities that are way yeah. better. 
essentially I use the Better Already and Healthy Finisher, which are just good for yep. healing. I mean, the finisher because, should work again, on everything, I think, but I don't know at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it seems like they work on everything. Yeah. So, yeah, Healthy Finisher and Better Already, they're both void, void, uh, void, yeah. Specific, so, so I have them on my, uh, cloak. They're, yeah, the, uh, but yeah, it's because there again, they allow me to stay right in the thick of it. Like, is I kind of tend to like just, I love to just get in enemies' faces and just shoot them, like, you know, unload with, you know, with a hand cannon or a shotgun. And with these, you know, now my loadout is very perfect for yeah. that. <laughs> mm. But yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I also picked up the World Line Zero sword um, because that, that was the easier the exotic swords to pick up. Is that's just collectathon? Collectathon was a little bit annoying, but it wasn't bad. I didn't have to, you know. There again, it's like I wasn't resetting on some weird boss on a strike or something. It's just a shit down escalation protocol, right? If I'm thinking of the right weapon. No, no, no. Oh, if you want, no. Um. Oh yeah, that was no. Warline Zero was just get the collectibles on Mars, like shoot all. Oh, the got it. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Yeah, and so uh, the escalation protocol thing was enough for another weapon thing. I'm on the way. Yeah, to that's. I forget. There are several that kind of blur together. One of them is um, fuck, what's it called? Uh, sleeper simulant. You get through escalation protocol stuff. Hmm. Yeah, the uh, World Line Zero Sword is just the Mars collectathon, and then you you can get the. I haven't gotten the exotic to drop yet, but get the or the exotic catalyst mod to drop. Catalyst, yeah. yeah. Um, it, but that's just from just use the sword to kill yep. enemies. Most of them are from that. The Most season one catalysts are shoot things in the face. Yeah, and so I'm sure I'll pick up the catalyst for that really, really quickly. But sword itself is fun. I mean, it has the you're running, you teleport forward when you use the heavy attack, so that's fun. Yep, it's used by speedrunners. Yep, but it's yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's great to just pop up in the middle of a bunch of enemies and just annihilate them because it's it, the swords are powerful and the world line zero is a good sword so i have so yeah i i definitely uh, yeah now i i have i like the loadout i have right now i'm pretty happy with the weapons and pretty happy with the armor that i have though i wish the armor had a little better better shield on it uh like give me maybe more you shield, can fix but, that with yeah. mods but yeah yeah uh that's not the only thing like my regeneration at this point is the re- shield regeneration is pretty yeah. good, though. But, yeah. So, yeah, I, I have still been... I still play KOF uh, All-Star regularly because, like I said, it's it's the only, like, game that I've played, a, you know, phone game that I've played that's just, like, A, fun to play. Because I just like side-scrolling beat-em-ups. But also, it, it just throws so much stuff at you for free. Like, if you just log in every day and do a couple of things, you'll have more of the sort of currency than you'll ever need. I have, like, 5,000 rubies now. And in in oh, perspective, yeah. it's like, it doesn't cost much rubies at all to do pretty much anything or to buy things or to, like, summons. All right, so if you want to, like, to buy summons, it's, it's only, like, 90. <laughs> so it's, it's only 90 rubies, and I have, like, 5,000. And that's, I haven't bought any rubies. That's purely just from the free stuff you get just from playing the game. So, yeah, and in gold, I have 
crap tons of gold. I have more gold than I'll ever need. I have like millions. And, and and I have highly, I have way leveled up characters and battle cards and everything. Mm. And, I, and I still have more than I need. But yeah, it's it throws the stuff at you. But also that makes me more willing to spend money on it. I haven't spent any more money on it in a, in a while. Like, so I've spent about five bucks on it so far. I'll probably end up spending a little more on it just because it throws stuff at you free. Now, I am annoyed still because I can't seem to get the character I want, which is Leona. But I'm sure I'll get another chance at some point. They'll probably throw her in their regular roster at some point. I think it is... It is funny. I'm I'm obviously, I guess, not the only Leona fan, and that's why they've kind of held off on adding her to the main the main roster. So, but yeah, so that's 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 me and gaming for the week. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, should we jump into the news? I believe it's news sure. time. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna start this one off with uh, some fucking Star Citizen news. <laughs> are they still around? Oh, they're still around. They are still making way too much fucking money. <laughs> so, Star Citizen, a, uh, a a Kickstarter game that has already raised way too much fucking money, raised an additional thirteen point uh, sorry one hundred thirty one point five million over the last two years. Cool. Uh, forty-seven point seven of which was last year, two thousand nineteen. But hey, the beta for the single player might come out this year. After seven, <laughs> seven, seven years, eight years, how many years now? Are we, we're getting along into so, the let, let, decade. Let's get, let's look at the chart quickly. So, if we're looking at this chart, which is already depressing as fuck as it goes, um. It's broken down by millions earned and years. So in 2012, the year of the Kickstarter, uh, Starset was sitting at a cool 7.23 million. Not too shabby. That's a pretty good budget for a game. Yeah, for kind of a uh, amount taken in that year. In so this is cumulative, by the way. I'm not. This is not. It's not cumulative. So this is just what picked in that year. So 2013, pretty big jump to 28.37 million. Followed by in 2014, 32.94 million. In 2015, 35.94 million. Followed in 2016 by 36.11 million. In 2017, 34.91 million. In 2018, 37.76 million. And again, in 2019, 47.74 million. You may have noticed that means the number only went down once in years. People keep putting fucking money into this game and keep in mind that is just do- pledged yeah. dollars that's just donations we're not even talking about the sales of their fucking virtual ships those i think top i the, think those are intermixed already, but i don't know no, that's just no that doesn't fair enough is those alone are 267 million yeah fuck everything just the sales I, just yeah, the sales of the fucking Fake, non-existent fucking ships, as 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 far as they've reported, two hundred sixty-seven million. For the fucking not real ships. Just, but hey, we're getting the fucking Karak this year, so Karak, Karak, how the fuck you pronounce it? So good fucking job, Stars Citizen community. <laughs> uh, Start got strong. I mean, ha- having a 
being a person who actually did play like the you know the the wing commander games and you know found them fun. as someone who owns like a founder's edition or whatever the equivalent of of star citizen like this is gross you're just throwing money at them to to basically do nothing i mean this is all right so this isn't a dig at virtual artists because it's yeah. hard to make stuff like like 3d modeling there's a reason i don't do it because it's hard, it's not. I, it's something I would have to devote all of my time to doing if I was to do it well. And I'm already a programmer, so yeah. But you don't need that much money to create a model. Like it, it doesn't take you years. I mean, it'll take you definitely months. I, let us not to create a good, a really good ship model and to you know, design it, get the art right, have it look. We'll have we have debated you will, but this topic too many times. I think like it's this game is the poster child for feature creep among a variety of other things. Like yes, and that's absolutely. the issue. Some of the stuff they've done in that feature creep is defendably cool, but also stuff you could totally work on after the game comes out and does not need to be part of the original launch. You know, or you know, you could just put out the first game and have a fucking sequel. <laughs> yeah. It's jeez. I mean, seriously. Every day we stray further away from God's light. No, no, this is to God's light. The dark god, the true god, the gaming god. <laughs> the god that gives us dark gifts like confirming that Anthem 2.0 is indeed fucking coming. <sighs> <laughs> Hey, 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 Alex, yep. is Anthem dead? What? Anthem's 100% dead. No, it's dead. not. It's under in active its development. State, in its current state, it is dead. No, it's not. In its current state, it Unlike is dead. Unlike the Matrix Online, it's coming back. Yeah, because I'm sure we're, like, we're trusting the company that said Anthem would be a complete and fun experience. Oh, no. That's, <laughs> we're, trust, we're trusting this company. Oh, don't worry, guys. It's still coming down the pipeline. The in-game store is very active. Of course the fucking (laughs) store is active. All right. So, uh, yes, uh, as of this week, uh, Bioware and EA have gotten out there and confirmed that Anthem 2.0, the long-rumored and hinted-at and wildly speculated thing we all thought was coming, but maybe it wasn't because, God, that seems insane, is indeed happening. Uh, the, The... Anthem 2.0 is under full development. They've gotten out there and said such crazy things as we're not going to talk about this game a lot until we like have time to really test it, which makes you wonder what the fuck was going on with Anthem previously. But all jokes aside, it's kind of cool to see them standing by this game like this. I've as someone who's played some Anthem this week. There's still something in that game that is defendably cool. Uh, It's not a good game by any measure, but also like, They've pretty heavily telegraphed that this will be free when it drops, so maybe getting Mm. Anthem for, like, five bucks, which I'm pretty sure you can do, not the worst move right now. Yeah, I mean, it's not like something like this is impossible. I mean, Final Fantasy XIV was not good before they relaunched it. But they, I mean, but it they had to be willing to, like, really, really meaningfully overhaul it, because that's 
Final Fantasy XIV before and after is two fucking different games. Yeah, 100%. As a guy who played both, 100 fucking percent. Well, and I think the most important kind of takeaway from this whole announcement is Anthem, as it currently exists, will stay up and running while the team hammers away at the rework. The live version of the game will still offer events and store refreshes. In the meantime, full seasons, however, are on hold in order to better devote development efforts towards the redesign, though previous seasonal content will re will be revised, uh, will be revisited, sorry, in the interim. So basically, what's in the game is going to cycle through again. So like, if you're like me and you missed all that stuff, because why the fuck would you play Anthem after that first month? <laughs> you can go check it out again, which is cool because, like, it, yeah, the game had a pretty aggressive kind of cosmetic system, but also you could buy all that stuff with in-game currency. So there is a reason to at least maybe play it a little bit in the meantime. Not a lot, but... If you're curious about Anthem, there's never been a better time in some ways to grind premium currency to spend on cool cosmetics. But Anthem 2.0 is coming. Don't do it. Don't fall for it, guys. Don't <laughs> yeah, do don't. it. Yeah, don't. It's but also for five bucks. It's a fine game. <laughs> Speaking of fine games, I guess. I don't fucking know. Uh, Valve banned 40,000 Dota 2 accounts. Holy shit. I feel like they've banned more recently, too. Like, this is not the biggest number of Dota 2 accounts I've heard about banned. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it seems like a lot of them were smurfing. Yeah. Were because of smurfing. Okay, so okay. I, I am wrong. Back in January of 2019, they banned 17,000 accounts. This is this is indeed the biggest one. But yeah, it's uh, for those curious kind of what the crux of this whole thing is, Smurfing is technically a violation of the terms of service. You're not supposed to do it. I, I get that everyone does it, but you're not supposed to. I get it. You want to go down. You want to go down some ranks and play with some people worse than you. I totally understand that. But also, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna take a, a quick break from our normal gaming kind of news coverage and. It's not so much gaming news, but it's kind of an update on a thing we've talked about in the past that I know at least me and Henry care maybe a little bit too much about. And it does play into a larger concept in the gaming space as a whole, which is um, the SCP, uh, kind of the inspiration, if you will, for control in some ways, or at least kind of the pseudoscience of control in many ways. Uh, is the, the Russian branch of it is essentially attempting to be claimed by... A Russian troll saying he created it. Yep, trademark yep. trolls, copyright trolls. And so, all right, so those of you who aren't aware, if you don't know what SCP is, it's a, it's a collaborative fiction project, sci-fi, and it's done in, and everything, all the stories are done sort of in-universe, that is, it, it, they read like, they read very purposely to read like, this is a report that was done on this weird sci-fi slash supernatural thing that happened. Like, and it's very much like controls logs when they talk about experiments and and items are very much SCP came from SCP. And so SCP itself is, they license it. Everything done it under in the wiki is under the creative commons share like 3.0 license. So if you're not familiar with what Creative Commons is, Creative Commons is sort of the idea of copyleft. So copyleft is kind of a counterbalance to the idea of copyright. Copyleft allows people on a special, different versions of the license 
to use it or rework it, refine it, and and sell it or not. And so what it allows people to do is, you know, you put out if you put out something on a Creative Commons, somebody else could under this license they can expand on it. That is, riff on it, expand it, uh, sell merch of it, uh, even make you know media from it, like new media, like video games or movies or whatever. But you have to attribute it to the original author. And whatever work you make from it also must carry the same license. So if you create something with it, that means somebody else could riff on your work. So let's say you make a video game about a SCP case, one of the cases. Somebody could say, well, I, I think I'll make a sequel because they're, they're, that's allowed under the license. You know, they can't steal your code if you want use to program it, but as far as the work itself, the work itself, you know, the fictional background, the story, all that stuff, that's under the share alike license. So the share and there are different creative commons things, but I, I just wanted to give that background on why this is so egregious. So what's happening is, yes, like a Russian trademark troll is trying to has I say trying, has already claimed a copyright in Russia for SCP and everything created under SCP. And he's already admitted that he did it so that he can uh, create, sell stuff on it, but be the only one to make money from it and to make sure that nobody else can. And that's the big thing. It's, it's not about that he's made, trying to make money off of it. That's allowed under the, well, as, as far as like under the spirit of he the license. He just claim ownership the, of it. Yes, and that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to claim absolute ownership of it so that nobody else can make money off of it. And so so what happened, the first thing that happened where they, they found out about it was the a... So if you're not familiar with VK, VK is, a, is the popular social me, uh, website in Russian, Russian language, uh, social media website. And so... And SCP Russia, which there is a smaller teams for localization, you know, for translation, essentially, of the uh, wiki itself. They got kicked off of VK because he, he made a copyright claim on their account. Because he said, yes, he, he made the, he went to the Russian, essentially the Russian version of our copyright, our trademark office, and, trade, and paid for a trademark for it. Register the register the SCP Foundation. And so he went on to VK and had them kicked off. And that's how they found out about it. Yeah. And and he kicked them, you know, uh, he, he talked to them and they, yeah, they said, yeah, he even, this is like, he said he told them to fuck off. Like, this is this is the troll saying this, Duxin. Duxin, I don't know uh, how to pronounce his name necessarily, but he contacted the SCP Russia and SCP Russia, of course, said, no, you don't own this trademark. Nobody does. That's the point. But yeah, but yeah, he he had them kicked off of VK because then the VK admins had to had to concede at this moment because legally he does have the standing because he went and trademark he went to the Russian foundation uh, Russian government and trademark. But yeah, he did it so that he could be the only one to pursue films and games and stuff and make money off of it. But nobody else gets to. And if anybody else does, he wants that money too. He wants a share of that money, and that's really what it's about. I think it's even more about that than anything else. Like he's probably wanting to make 
BD off it, but also Doug I else does. He wants to sh- he wants to share that yeah. pie as well. So mm. fuck super fuck this and dude. so why we bring it up on our gaming podcast because we're not a legal podcast or a general of the internet's thing podcast is because I know this sounds like oh it does like this can't spill over lots of this happens all the fucking time in the tech world. Like yes. this type of trolling is a very real problem a lot of companies face, especially with exceedingly vague copyright stuff where it's like the wording on this basically says you own the internet. Well, yeah, but I can't own the internet now. Just own anything that comes out about the internet after this point. Yeah. 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 It's so, I mean, this is far reaching and you know, these, yeah. like for instance, the, the more infamous thing that, that people may be knowledgeable about is in the gaming sphere is edge. Yeah. The trade, the the guy that tried to trademark literally anything gaming related with the word edge and it was stupid and he finally got beaten in court for a couple of yeah. those things he even got a piece of the pie on edge magazine because of that bullshit which he had nothing to do with it and he's produced no games they've produced zero games people have checked it out specifically but yeah that's that's what this guy is doing this this andre duxin duxin He's just sitting on the copyright because he wants a piece of every pie and nobody else gets any. And that's, like I said, that's goes against the everything that SCP is about, which is, like I said, the Creative Commons, share alike license, which is you're free to use it. You just can't claim absolute ownership over it. So what they've been doing is, and you know, maybe some of our listeners might be interested, you can give to their legal fund. And so right now, SCP... Uh, SCP English, English language group, which is the larger group, uh, have are trying to raise the raise visibility of it to support the SCP Russia team, which is a much smaller team, which is a much smaller team, and yeah, they're they're just you know they can't they can't do it on their own. They're, they'll just get yeah. So that so the case is now in court and it's ongoing. We'll have to see where that yeah. goes. I have to say it's it's not going to be a long it can't possibly be a long case. Like anybody would look at this and be like, You didn't create this. You obviously didn't fucking create this. You have nothing you have no proof to say that you created SCP. That's ridiculous. But yeah, uh I think what he I think and that's why I think ultimately is why this particular fellow went after the smaller piece of the pie, SCP Russia. Because he realized that he couldn't go up against literally everybody. Like the American team would be too big and better funded to be able for that to fall through. But yeah, he's kind of aroused the rest of the internet. Uh, Markiplier has uh, has increased visibility on it. Uh, uh, good for him. He created video talking about it in detail. He's he's known for loving SCP stuff and horror games in general and. And so it's not it's not a surprise yeah. that Markiplier would want to amplify that message. But yeah, this is something that's that's yeah, it's been happening in the tech world a lot. And yeah, it's I wouldn't be surprised if he was going to try to even like get a piece of control through that. You know, claim that control copied the SCP, and because he owns SCP, he owns everything. So yeah, I hope they bury this fuckhead. Yes, but unfortunately, we have to move on to other fuckheads. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Starbreeze. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, Starbreeze is back, kind of, 
sort of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So people that don't know, they created the Payday series. You know, and that's really the you know what's bringing well, in their so money. Let's take a step back. So, um, GTFO is created by the people that used to work for Starbreeze that said, "Nah, mm-hmm. I'm out of this bullshit after making Payday," kind of thing. Like it's that they are the creative people behind the Payday franchise that said, "No, it's time to leave." Yeah, <laughs> this shit be fucked. Yep. Yeah, it and. It's, you know, basically we have a couple of news because, the, well, you know, one thing is they're rebounding, essentially. They've actually managed to make some money during this sort of, uh, basically, they were in a form of bankruptcy. We've covered, we've been yeah, covering Yeah, we talked about this a while ago. Well, long enough ago, too, that Henry reminded me. He's like, we talked about this. I'm like, we did? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but uh, other news for it. And, part of, and the re- part of the reason why this they were in trouble is... Well, the CEO, ha- former CEO Starbreeze has officially been convicted of insider. I need to go trading. back and read it because there was a fantastic Eurogamer kind of expose about all this stuff. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And so, yep, he is. Uh, he got he got convicted. Um, the fine is kind of small, but I- I'm not sure what else is going to come of the. It's not clear what else is going to come of the decision, but yeah, the has been convicted. The the former executive has been convicted of insider trading, trading, and I think there's other other people also involved that may still be in the court system at the moment. Mm. But yeah, that's this is a this is a part of the why they got in such you know the main one of the main reasons they got in such big trouble. And it is yeah, it's a story. It's worth looking up on Eurogamer, so it, it'd be easy enough. Find the sort of ongoing saga of this awful, awful yeah. stuff. <laughs> but yep, that's that's Starbreeze Your update. Starbreeze yeah. update of the week. <laughs> so, week. so, <laughs> so play, I got nothing after that. Yeah. So, uh, so that means go play GTFO. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's really good. I should play more of it. <laughs> I, I, I don't have it. I should probably pick it up. I think it'd be up your alley. Um, yeah. Where to go next with this? Uh, well, let's stick with scumbaggery. <laughs> so, uh, let's mm. talk about Activision. And so, this is going to go Yay. some places. So, try and follow us some. So, uh, <laughs> Before we can talk about Activision, we have to talk about the NVIDIA GeForce Now, which is kind of an under-the-radar streaming solution for those who don't have consoles. As the name implies, it's put up by NVIDIA. It requires certain hardware, and it's got some weird pricing and timeframes that go along with it, but it, it, in very much ways, is probably what Stadia should have been. You you link your Steam library to it, and then you can kind of just play lots of the games and stuff, which is real cool. Yeah, so it, that's the big thing, and this is the thing to remember, that it does link to existing game libraries from Steam, Uplay, and and the Epic Games yeah. Store. So, Epic Games, bad, but go ahead. Yes, <laughs> Epic Games, indeed, bad. Epic, Epic bad. bad. But they're not. Activision is. So, um, Activision kind of announced in a big show that they were pulling out of this, um, that they were basically set all the games they had could not be played on the GeForce thing. And a variety of weird stories have come out around this, like ranging from 
is Activision, uh, Activision Blizzard. Sorry, I gotta, I gotta get, make sure I say the full title. Activision Blizzard. Are they gonna like try and launch their own streaming platform? Are they in talks with other people? Like, in their defense, hey, this is probably like a weird licensing thing where like what you bought was the consumer version, essentially, where this in theory lets an infinite number of people have access to a game that maybe you'll have to pay a license for a couple times. Like, it's a weird loophole, and I could. They they want people to repay yeah. for it, just like Stadia. And the thing is, we already announced last week that they just made a big deal to use Google Cloud and stuff yep. like that. So I think that's linked. Yep. Well, so and kind of as part of and this is an ongoing thing, but there are now additional rumors around this that Activision and Stadia are having talks for some type of deal. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, it would make sense considering they just recently moved the Overwatch League to YouTube as their yeah, streaming so that's platform. Part. So it yes. would not surprise me that they're in talks with Google for more stuff. Yep. And like this is because it would make a lot of sense and not a lot, a lot of sense. But like if Stadia could suddenly be like, yo, you can stream COD on our platform. That's not a bad get for Stadia, hypothetically. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's all, like I said, it's slimy because it's obviously an attempt to, they want people yeah. to pay for games twice. And, you know, I am among many people who are like, no, if it's basically the same, I mean, especially, I mean, it's, it's more egregious with something like PC, uh, you know, versus, you know, I have it on the PS4, but I can't also, I have to pre-buy the game if I want to play yeah. it on the PC. That, you know, that's... Still, it is what it is. It but yeah, like it's in this case, this is this is you know, it's still on the PC platform. They just want you to buy it again for the PC, which is what Stadia is asking you to do right now, anyways. Hey, hey Stadia is its own thing, its own totally separate, Stadia equally is, good thing. But yeah, that is the thing. Stadia is its own platform. Weirdly enough, that's kind of odd. Like I said, it's it's weird the fact that. You know, when I'm playing Destiny on Stadia, it's not just the PC Destiny, and that's which is bizarre, fucked, but, by the way. That's a whole separate topic. Yeah, yeah. But in any case, yeah, I mean, it's the move. This move is obviously just a sign of what they're. Of, oh, it's what things to come, right? no doubt. Clear. At this point, like yeah. it's. I, I knew the streaming stuff was gonna get weird before it started getting kind of handled out, and. This is the weird I was expecting. I wasn't expecting this weird to happen this soon, I guess, kind of when it's infancy, but like, not, yeah. not like maybe to engage in a, t- a touch of hyper, uh, I was going to say hyperbole just to piss people off, but hyperbole for a second. Um, this is the kind of shit that will kill streaming for the near future. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like the GeForce one, not perfect, but it's what that whole setup probably should be. Which is you own the yeah. game, you can stream the game. Yep. Yeah, the GeForce Now service is like, honestly, I am more interested in GeForce yeah. Now than I am in Stadia, straight up, because it just use I I'll just use my Epic Games Store and my Epic Games list and my Steam Games list. And yeah, I'd be willing to pay for that, like to play it on you know on some on a weaker you know, on a weak laptop yeah. where or. You know, I don't, I don't know. You see, that's the thing. I, because there are so many competing ones right now, I don't even know that much about GeForce I now. I forget it exists I know very little constantly. It. Yeah. 
I know enough that it's kind of a weird pricing uh, pricing system to like you can download it right now. Like it's a thing you could be playing right now, and it's got stuff. Yep. It's got Destiny too. I mean, you, well, because PC has Destiny, Destiny too. PC. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, man, this just makes me want to buy a Nvidia Shield, and I shouldn't. <laughs> but it, it, well, the thing is, it does have a free. Yeah. Yeah, membership. it's got like a weird hour what? time frame to it and stuff and cues. Yeah, but... which is which is weird, but uh there, I'll be fair enough. But, it's not the weirdest know, thing I've come across in my gaming space. Oh no. Oh no, oh no, not definitely not. But yep. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's something that I would actually consider over like I think when my Stadia subscription runs out, I'm probably not going to keep Keep it. Uh, it's very, very highly unlikely I'm keeping it, but I'm I'm more likely to get Nvidia to GeForce Now to replace it. To be honest, because I do like the idea of it. I'm downloading it right like now. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do like the idea of it, and so it, like the there it is. Like I said, it's just the Stadia thing. Being able to play it on doesn't matter about my hardware, and that's the big thing. But I'll let you know what I think of it next week. All right. Yeah, sounds good. Downloading it right now to my PC and my phone, because that's how the technology works. <laughs> uh, while we're still yep. kind of talking about hardware and costs and stuff, let's talk about the PS5 real quick. Uh, uh, turns out the PS5 might be real expensive, or not. It's not quite clear. Uh, rumors seem to kind of place the PS4 at costing around. 470 bucks, which isn't great, but also isn't the worst thing. It's about, we'll call it 70 bucks more than the Xbox, nothing the PS4 Pro was previously. Do we have pricing on the Xbox Series X yet? Uh, uh, I haven't seen it yet. We we don't have pricing on any of this stuff yet, and admittedly, this is all still speculative pricing. Sony did not get out there and announce, yo, this is what's going to cost. But the um yeah the manufacturing cost of the units kind of sits roughly around four hundred and fifty bucks. So based on normal markups and actually having to make money, four seventy looks like a pretty uh common guess for how much things gonna cost. And that's because the parts inside of it are fucking expensive. And our dear friend the coronavirus is causing part of this. Turns out can <sighs> damn you corona turns out can't manufacture shit, supply and demand kicks in. Yep. Yeah, it's and it and I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like they already don't make a whole lot off of the hardware sales, like Sony doesn't, like for the, the for their consoles. They really rely on volume and other stuff to make their money. It and it just being Sony. But yeah, it that would give it a it would it would be expensive and still and have a very very low. I mean, we're, when I say low, it's like. They're only making like twenty or thirty bucks a yeah. console, and, and that's which considering the like making one tenth profit margin, that's pretty small for a profit margin for anything. It's not uncommon for hardware in general. I'm used to the, all right. So briefly, I work in a heart in an electronics store, uh, and so I know a little bit about what markups, and I knew that, and I, but I know that like computer and computer equipment. Has very very small markups, like it was peripherals 
where the money was made, like peripherals yeah. and cables, where all the money was made, especially cables, because cables markup is, by the way, insane. <laughs> like, yeah, for, for for cables of all types, you know, it's the markup's huge. But yeah, for hardware, it's not, and this makes it even worse. Yeah, the, the shortage. Yeah. Yep. Again, nothing's been officially announced, so we'll see. I I believe Sony has in a couple times in the past operated a loss on consoles, maybe not this extreme of a loss, for the purposes of getting them fucking out there, so we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. Keep hitting my microphone. I apologize if that's still in the recording when I get done fixing it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, before we so we're returning to an old form. You veteran podcast listeners we'll kind of understand what we're going to do in a little bit. We're going to do kind of our long-form topic because we have a bit of a weird piece of news to dig into this week. We've got two things to get to before then. Uh, all right, Alex, I'm going to open up the Evo thing now. Um, should I just click the link and open it and react to it? Uh, sure. Do you want to set this one up? Like, what do you want to do? Okay. I'll set okay. it up. So... We uh, we have the lineup announced for Evo 2020, um, and it's actually some interesting ones. So I'm going to go over these real quick here. Did we talk about this um, last so week? So we've got. Did you talk about the lineup already? No, this just got okay, announced this week. We've not talked about this. Maybe it's been that long around. Yeah. yeah. So we've got our usual Street Fighter Five Champion Edition, which is the all character, the last, I guess, version of it that's out right now that has Seth and all that. Uh, making a return is Tekken 7, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, I guess the new entry for this year for one of the anime games is Grand Blue Fantasy. Tell them what they are, the weeb trash games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Undernight and Birth uh, is coming back as well. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, repping it up, of course. And then uh, Soul Calibur 6 and Sam, Sam Show uh, coming back. So I think that's all the games. There's no melee. Um, actually, no. There is a small indie game that's coming back. Uh, Marvel versus Capcom Two, baby. It's Marvel, baby. Oh, it's Marvel. Only this year, baby. I like the fact that it's two. Yeah, I like the fact that it's two and uh, not arguably three. the best one in the series. Yeah. yeah. So what they're doing? Oh, and by the way, it's the one, and you're like this, Henry. It's the Dreamcast version. The definitive version. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, that is amazing. So, <laughs> so I was listening to the announcement. They actually brought Mike Ross, yeah. who hasn't been around in a while for it, but he did the announcement and they talked about what they're. <coughs> it's, it's a. <coughs> sorry. <coughs> Alex is so excited he's getting choked <coughs> up about this. <laughs> Literally choked <laughs> up about it. But um, yes, yeah, so what they're doing this year is they're doing a one time run of Marvel's Capcom 2. Um, because it's I guess like the twentieth anniversary of that game being yeah, out or something. It's the twentieth anniversary of Evo too, I think. Yeah, something like that. Um, so they're bringing Marvel's Capcom two, and they're doing it in a. They're not doing like a full bracket thing. They're doing a special yeah. tournament where it's an eight man tournament. Four slots are reserved from all previous Evo champions of Marvel's Capcom two. The other mm. four are going to be, uh through special tournaments throughout the year. So I'm guessing you have your, like, was it SCR, NES, that, like, yeah, that stuff? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, they will have a winner from each one, and it'll be an eight-man tournament 
with four returning Evo champions and then four new players who win the tournament. So, yeah, I think that's going to be yeah, a lot it's of cool. Yeah, uh, it's cool. I think it sucks a so. little bit that, like, it's weird MK's not getting a second year out of it, but whatever. I There's a lot of anime on this board is all I'm going to say. <laughs> anime brings money. I hate to say it, but they bring Seems a like lot those of weebs have this expendable income or something, yeah. Mm. There's only so many wife and pillows you can Now, buy. if only we could get rid of the other yep. trash on this board off, that ultimate thing, and replace it with a real video game like Tekken 6. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, of course, like I said, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. They just announced back. a third Go season Calibur. for Dragon Ball Fighter Z, too. Of they DLC did, characters. And they yeah. announced uh, Kefla. And Ultra Instinct There's Goku. now three Broly's in that game. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all Broly team. How many Gokus there are? Everything's a Goku when you get down to it, but Broly's—that's the real measure of a game. How many Broly's you got? They got non-canon yeah, no. Broly, good Broly, and what's it? Kelfka? Kefla. Kef- Kefla. Yeah, Kefla. I was gonna call her girl Broly, but I'm she's just, her own thing and deserves to have a name. <laughs> I'm just waiting on KOF to re-enter Evo one of these years. KO for the newest KOF to be a popular thing again. Mm-hmm. Oh, so let me see the. So before I forget, because I want to make sure I cover this part. Um, I think I mentioned that it's four returning yeah. champions and four new players. So the four champions that are coming back and have reserved spots, Justin Wong, of mm. course. Yep. Uh, Michael Yipes Mendoza. And if Yipes is the fucking best. He, I he, really he hate that I know player. these names after all this time. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. Yipes still does commentary and he does some of the yeah, best no, I, I, commentary I, in the game. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sanford Santhrax Kelly the king, so uh, and then of course a guy named Duck Vader, Duck, Duck Vader Do, uh, Do, yeah. So it looks like we've got qualifiers that'll be at NorCal Regionals, so NCR, uh, April Annihilation, Combo Breaker, and then one last chance on the first day of Evo 2020. So those would be your four chances to enter in to be part of the Tournament of Champions. I'd forgotten how good just the fighter list for this game is, too. It is an yeah. impressive fucking list. Like, yeah. It's fucking great. And then, yeah, it is kind of funny that they didn't even do fucking three. I'm... Or, I mean, Infinite was never going to happen again. Infinite's gone. <laughs> so. to, to quote Keith Cruz, that's right, it's me, Marvel. I'm here to victimize Hollywood by ugly-ass characters. <laughs> nope. Yeah, Keith's videos made me always make me happy. To watch yeah, the, the, the one for this one's pretty fucking good. It is. <laughs> Just this year, baby! Like it's Marvel, before. baby! Just this year, baby! Okay, Marvel's back. I'm just excited to see Omega Red as part of the finals, potentially. Like, I've. If you were to pick an arcade, ca- a fighting cabinet game that like I have special fondness, despite being absolute trash at it, it's Marvel vs. Capcom too. Mm. Oh yeah. So my my next question for you, Charlie, on this one, you're pretty old school. FPC. Yes. 
you're familiar with, I don't know how familiar you are with old school FGC, Henry. I, I have to think I've ever asked you, but I'm I'm pretty familiar with it. Okay. So considering you already have those four slots already picked out, what four players would you like to see from old that didn't necessarily make it come back and compete? I don't know is the real answer. I I fully admit my memory's not good enough to know anyone by name, but like they have the four I'd want to see, but also so and this is maybe kind of where I'll be a little controversial. I would love to see someone I've never heard of before. It's been, you know, it's just been in a basement wearing a horse head playing Marvel vs. Capcom to <laughs> show up and be like, yeah, I'm here. It's my time to shine. They're like, who are you? I'm the new champion of uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. And you're like, what the fuck? There's still a scene for this bullshit? Like, that's really what I want to say. I want, like, I want the four old schools and four, like, just totally new people to show up and be like, it's time. <laughs> So you want a guy who never quit the game, yeah. who's been in the lab, in the basement, these last Yeah, that, that's years. who I want. Like, I, I want, like, I, I, I want the four champions, and I want, like, the four people that were, like, fuck your act, just pumping weights, going, fuck the FGC, I play real Street Fighter, I play real Marvel vs. Capcom 2, in the streets, in the smoky arcades, with a knife against my third at all times. Like, those who I, those are the fuckers I want showing up. <laughs> um, I think I think I know who who I'd like to see it, but he's he's still active. I guess I guess. Um, who would you like to see? Dasset Bro. Ooh, that would be a good. One. He'd be good. Does he? Did he play Marvel too? I believe he did. Okay. I know he played three for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I'd like to see him come back. I mean, not that he's really gone away, but he hasn't really been competing as much. Like, uh, he's more, he does more commentary now than anything. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah, uh, that's, that's yeah, what I'd I see. I just strongly like believe, like, this announcement goes out and, like, a variety of people across the world, like, prick up their ears or, like, it's time. And then, like, Animus, like, cut, like, the world cuts to, like, just a basement of, like, a glowing screen showing Marvel vs. Capcom 2 being played, and just, like, this hunched-back dude in there playing by himself against, like, God knows what, just, it's like, hey, Marvel vs. Capcom 2's at Evo, and he just, like, turns on, it's, like, one glowing red eye. That's who I want at the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's Marvel's MVC 2's... Uh, yeah, essentially, yeah. Like I, I was gonna say, like, a Kuma, but, yeah, like, it's... Like banned from every Marvel vs. Capcom 2 tournament and what was relevant, he now plays alone in a basement, just like, I'll make it to Evo one day. <laughs> Biting his yeah, time. Like, just chained up to a wall for no reason because he's fucking playing Marvel vs. Capcom 2, so is he actually dangerous? No, but like, yeah, I, I I want at least one person who like never fucking left that game and has just been like in the lab getting beastly at that game to show up. People are like, who the fuck is this guy? He's just like, you're deaf. Yeah. <laughs> and I want him to be old school FGC. I want him to show up in like the full like old school FGC regalia of like bathrobe and horse head. It's like, why? How did this happen? Who let this man in? <laughs> or better yet, I want some dude to like wander off the streets of the Vegas Strip and be like the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 god. <laughs> It just like comes in from the desert. I heard there was a Marvel vs. Capcom 2 tournament. Yeah, there is. You have to qualify for it. It's like kills the dude. I'm qualified. 
I've been trading for this. So, as far as who I'd like to see show up at this tournament, um, I would definitely love to see uh, Neo sure. make an appearance, because he was pretty mm. old school. Yeah. But I yeah. think the one that I would like to see more than that would be Clockwork. I would love to see, like, because you're going to see a fuck ton of, like, Storm Sentinel. Uh, yeah, a part of my shit. concern is, like, every team's going to fucking be, like, what, um, Sentinel, uh, Magneto, Iron Man, or Cat? Like, you're going to see a lot of team redundancy, unfortunately. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, you have yeah. the Sandthrax. I mean, that was his, his name. There was a team named yeah. after him. <laughs> so you're going to see Storm for sure. I think you had, like, Storm... Was it Storm Cyclops Sentinel? Was yeah, one of the big ones. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, wasn't but, Cable, yeah used Cable was a lot. used a lot. Cable was also Dude. a big one. Cable was part of Sandthrax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're gonna see a um, lot of Sentinels. What we're really saying right now. You're gonna see a oh yeah a metric fuck ton of Sentinels. The Sentinel was one of the best assists and just characters in the game in general. Um, the one I want to see. The reason I say Clockwork is because he ran uh, Strider, Doctor Doom, yeah. and Sentinel. Uh, it's it wasn't viable, but I'd love to see someone playing Venom. Like, Venom is just a cool character in that game. He sucked, yeah. but he was cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I'm hoping um, I hope someone's running Omega Red, because Omega Red has one of the coolest supers in that game. Yeah. Fucking love me some Omega Red. Yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. I would, I would think it's fucking great if it becomes, if if the finals is the old, the oldest rivalry that I know of in this FGC, which is Justin Wong versus, I think there's a pretty good chance you might see that too. Like I, part of me almost wonders if because they're doing this kind of very specific ladder, you could engineer it to guarantee that you have that rivalry happen on stage. You probably could, because that's one of the biggest rivalries in Marvel yeah. versus Capcom, mm. without a doubt. Because like I think it was for years. Justin Wong always beat Sanford Kelly. Like he, mm. it was always like always a bridesmaid, never a bride kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> and I think of all the times they competed, only once did he ever. Well, beat and Wong. I, I know I sound like I'm being an asshole, and I'm like I want some like murderer to come out of a basement for this. And my point being like there are these are they are these established kind of old school rivalries that I have to respect, but also just seeing someone come out of nowhere and just beast on all of these like old gods of the FGC would be kind of cool in my book. Like that type of upset is something I would find fascinating to watch play out. Oh, well, yeah. the upset that I'd like to see is like, it's a, and it's a 10 year old yeah, no. kid. Yes. Comes that, out just that is the murderer I'm talking these. about in a basement. Yeah. It's a 10 year old kid who like has one glowing red eye. Cause he's that good at Marvel <laughs> versus Capcom. But yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. what I really would like to see. That would be super fun. But yeah. I think uh, this 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 new article went way longer than I thought. I fucking saw that announcement. I started breathing heavy. I'm like, yeah, Evo's gonna be lit. This I fucking consider. I'm like, I'm like, should I go to Evo this year? Like, man, if there was every year to go to Evo, it's this year. This would be a great fucking year to go. Like, they're never gonna put a game there I care more about than Marvel vs. Capcom two. I think I think you might even see a resurgence of the horse I, head. Yeah, like it's it's a ret- oh. it's like oh, it's some <laughs> old school FGC bullshit potentially that I'd love to see. Where it's like unicorn mask guy versus horse head mask guy. This isn't creepy at all. Yeah, 
I think seeing that, like, to really bring it back to its FGC And they roots, shouldn't, because that was a terrible time like to be going on in the FGC because of aforementioned horsehead guy versus unicorn head guy. <laughs> but there was a character, there, there was a style to it, at least. There was. There's something you can't replicate nowadays. Every fighting game from an end with a biker gang breaking it and stealing the prize money. <laughs> <laughs> These are facts. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. So I will be closely paying attention to fucking Evo this year. Yeah, we should fucking go to Evo this year and watch this. <sighs> I would be down. Let's let us talk about this outside of this podcast. <laughs> I would, I, I've, I've always wanted to go, but I've never been like, man, I want to go. But I'm like, look at this being like, if there was ever a year, this year. Yeah. That's either here nor there. <laughs> Humble Bundle, to completely change gears, uh, has started doing regional pricing. Uh, what does this mean? It's not just converting the cost to your local currency of choice, uh, but it's actually kind of, you know, adjusting that to make sense uh we've made some jokes in the past about how fucking expensive games are in places like australia where the currency doesn't quite stack up against other countries currencies or they're paying insane import fees so this is kind of designed to you know get you that humble bundle benefit at a more local price uh this segment's been brought to you by NordVPN because, well, we're all going to fucking start like breaking ourselves like Malaysia or Brazil or something to get those cheap, cheap bundle bundles. Does that even work, actually? Um, well, I'm not sure if it's necessarily for the humble the bundles themselves. It's more yeah, for the humble, sorry, yeah. humble bundle store. Yeah. Because the humble bundles are, are all for, you know, a lot for charity anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, that'd be kind of silly. They're already like a dollar. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, this is more for the store um, in the subscription. I think it is. It will be pricing on the humble bundles themselves as well. But I mean, that's not really. You're getting savings anyway on those. It's really not going to help you a whole lot to pay, like a to pay a real as opposed to a U.S. dollar. One I will find US a way dollar. to make this the most beneficial way possible. <laughs> Don't squat on my dreams, Henry. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's really I think it's more for the storefront, which you know that's where the pricing is 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 more of an issue. But yep, sorry, so. yeah, I thought I thought I'd say more. Uh, yes, uh, we're moving to our last uh, our big topic this week. I have a sad announcement to make. A game we've not talked about in a long time. Uh, H two trivia has finally shut down. Penniless and broken. Yeah, mm. I heard about that. Shit. What is that? It's so it was basically like a, it was a mobile game. You'd like tune into it a certain time of day and you it was like one verse 100 trivia but like it had real prize money you could get out of it it oh it was yeah, a whole I phenomenon that. i remember also that. uh playable about it anyway. yeah. also i guess a playable beta of starcraft ghost leaked out there so can't play it yet but we'll find a way i'm sure <laughs> but kind of last but definitely not least this week because it's gonna spin off into a whole conversation you og uh, wicked awesome cast listeners uh, back before I combined the phrase wicked and I'm sorry, before I his awesome and cast into one word. Yes, that got changed at one point. Uh, we used to do these kind of long run discussion topics. Uh, I thought they were fun and they proved to kind of be hard to sustain over time. But we're bringing that back for this news article because the news article by itself is pretty kind of innocuous. It is what it is. It's the discussion around it that's worth having, I think. And 
Well, yeah, I'm going to head of myself. Let's just say what it is. So, uh, uh, Jeff Keeley, uh, Mr. E3 to many of us, won't be at E3 this year. Which is so fucking crazy that he won't be there. Yeah. He's been there since the beginning. Literally, like, literally since the beginning. Literally since the beginning. So, yep. that's a big departure. He's kind of been associated with the brand. I mean, yeah, it's in many ways. Love him or hate him, if you thought kind of mainstream, and I'm talking like mainstream as in like G4 or Spike TV or whatever video game news coverage, you're familiar with Keeley. Like it's he has the he now has the Game Awards. Like he he's been responsible for kind of more of the public facing mass media aspects in some ways of the games industry than almost anyone else in some ways. Yeah. Like when you talk about like Regifizume and um, like uh, Kojima, and so, this is a guy that despite not making any games is up there in kind of just name recognition as a member of the gaming industry. Yeah. And uh, via Twitter, he announced, I have made the, dis- the difficult decision to decline to produce E3 Coliseum. I suspect he may like physically be at E3 or something, but he's not, involved in an official capacity uh, to kind of continue for the first time in 25 years i will not be participating in e3 that blows my mind that he was yeah mm-hmm. i mean we we've that's, always that's, been good yeah, i'd say that that's even bigger than like you know you know some of the you know big companies saying that they won't um to be honest well so and what i wasn't giving a lot of credence to that now i am as part of this like i guess there's been rumors of nintendo possibly jump skipping e3 this year altogether like it might just like Xbox isn't really even technically there. I know we talk about Xbox at E3, but they're physically not there in a lot of ways they used to be. Yeah. Like, it is possible you find yourself with, like, 2020 being the year of E3 without the big three actually physically there. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I know we've we've kind of hounded around and laughed and been like, oh, yeah, E3's dead of all the shit going on with all that stuff. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, we can say that and say all these companies are gone, but, like, I think, I think with this, with, with, was it, you said his name was Keely, that's his last yeah. name? Yep. With him being gone, I think that's, that's totally different because E3 is always, like, you, industry people come and go like that. Like industry companies, they'll come and go. But like having somebody who's been there for so long, especially like that, just being gone, is so odd. Well, and it yeah. speaks to just a total change of what that thing is about. Like, if, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure what kind of a more mainstream equivalent of it might be, but kind of like, I'm not even gonna try. Like, if the guys from sports are like, he's the equivalent of that to the gaming industry in some ways. Like, love it or hate it. He's kind of your public face to a certain extent. Yes, mm-hmm. and he was, and he's been a good public face. Yeah, I've, I, and I, it's love it or hated things. Like I've never had any issues with him. I think like what he's done over the years has been absolutely respectable. Like he's never like he's never like really fucked up in a way that kind of made me dislike him. It's just like, yep, this is video game talk for the masses. But also, the guy's cultivated just kind of an immense wealth of good reputation and just has produced some fascinating stuff over the years. Like, hell, he's responsible for the Game Awards surviving after Spike was like, nah. Yeah, well, the VGAs yeah. is kind of the thing. He he really took it over. He runs it. People are, I mean, that's the other thing. People are saying that maybe he's going more head-on into sort of VGAs being his kind of, may his 
main, you know, his main thing rather than E3. Well, so let's talk about the conspiracy. Like, mm. there is a world in which, like, you look at what E3 is. Like, you look at kind of, I'm going to be kind of graphic for the sake of humor, but like the bloated kind of beached whale corpse that yeah. is E3 at this point. Like, you have fucking small podcasts like us being like, eh, we haven't needed to go to E3 ever at this point. Like in really since like 2010, the need to go is more of a like, wouldn't it be cool if I got to go to E3? And mm. the last five years have not been kind to E3. You've seen kind of the interest that you've, the entrance of the public, which should have been a cool thing, but it's been handled badly every single time. And then 2019 happened. You had Sony go, nah, we're good. You had a fucking giant ass Fortnite experience booth because why the fuck not? You just had vacant spaces at the floor. Like, I like it's showing its age and not in a good way, kind of thing. Like, it's people are realizing, hey, I don't need to do these boots. I don't need to go there and do this. Like, fuck, you hear major kind of gaming outlets talk about, like, yeah, we're scaling back our E3 presence this year. Why? We don't need to be there in a more meaningful way. It just mm. doesn't make sense anymore. Like, hell, the guys at Giant Bomb have talked about how they're only going because they're like, they're kind of the way their system works of doing the interviews after E3 works better if they're physically there. Mm, yeah. Like, it's kind of, I, like, I can see that. Yeah. It, yeah. It's E3. You will still want to go to a certain extent, but man, like, this is. So, and the conspiracy around it is that if you're Keeley, you kind of look at this Keeley, Keeley, I'm probably butchering his name a little bit. You look at this whole situation and go, Man, with like everything going on, could you do something? Could you do something new? Like, if people are really still kind of talking about we want a more trade show focus, maybe not for the public, a more exclusive thing, if you will, and that's not what E3 is anymore, could you just start that? Or also is even like it's the are you doing more damage to your brand at this point, maintaining relationships with it than not kind of thing? Because fuck it, like this, it's 2020. Sony has a console coming out this year, and they're like, we're good. We don't need to be at E3. We're fine. We'll figure it out somehow. We can throw our own convention, fuckers. Hell, Keely's in a fucking death stranding. Man has made it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> It's interesting, interesting because he's not, he's one of these people who's sort of in the industry as a face of it, but he's never really been a part of it. Like, as far as, like, he's not a developer. Yeah, he's just kind of always been there. Yeah, he's just kind of like, he's a guy, and he's so kind of, apparently he's innocuous, but he's also easy, really easy to work with, and just friendly and kind of genuine, and that's why he's just kind of very, you know, hung around so long. Yeah. And, uh, and been you know, very, yeah, he, he, he doesn't do anything that's, he doesn't have a weird history, he doesn't have, he doesn't make asinine or asshole comments. The guy has been in innocuous a, to a fault. It, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's it, almost kind of rare. He's almost like the Reggie from Nintendo of E3. Like, yeah. you just kind of know him when he's there. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's, I mean, I guess he is a journalist, but it's like, 
I, I, I don't know to what extent really he, I would even call him a journalist more than just sort of a face of gaming. Yeah, he's a personality. Like, I, yeah. I'm, this sounds like a weird one. He's kind of like, oh, God, what's the lady who used to run the red carpets at the Oscars? Um, yeah, yeah. What's her name? I feel bad I can't remember it. Joan Rivers? Yeah, he's kind of like, not the same shtick, but like yeah, that type of role, if you will. But yeah, he's just basically been involved in promoting games for a while. I mean, he's involved with Spike TV and G4 and G4 before it was Spike TV, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, or, you know, became, you know, kind of meshed and then disappeared. Well, whatever the case is, yeah, he, uh, he's been involved in sort of the promotion of games more than the journalism about games. But, uh, but he's 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 done writing too. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, like, he's he, been around. Like he's he has transcended the various aspects of games media at this point. Yeah, but yeah, it is. I mean, that's the thing. This is this is. Like, I do believe that this is a bigger departure than a you know than a so even a Sony you know with. I actually agree with that. Yeah, like it's it's one thing for Sony to go. Now nah, we're not going to spend the money. In theory, he gets paid to be part of this. Like, the idea of, nah, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I mean, and so, and there again, he's he's the type of guy, he's not probably, he's not going to be very public with his, like, actual intimate reasons why. You know, people are just going to speculate. I mean, there's some cynical ideas that it is sort of a, I, I'm not even sure if it's so much cynical as saying that it's it's about the video game awards and putting more focus on the video game awards than on than on E3, which you know I don't see that I, I don't see that as a good or bad thing. I see that as basically a sideways move, practically. So, something that yeah I don't know. It's it's that is I, I think for the masses. I mean, and that's his thing. He really always has been. A lot of what he's done has been about reaching out to the larger population as opposed to niche, which E3 is always going to be more niche yeah. in a certain sense than... But it's also a, not clear game, what the fuck its niche is at this point. Yeah, whereas versus the Game Awards, which are trying to, you know, trying and I think somewhat succeeding in being more, you know, more like an Oscars or an Enemies. It's like... You know, you don't, you know, not everybody's into the Oscars or the enemy, Emmys, but you surely know what those awards are, and you surely know that it's kind of important in the industry to a certain extent. Yeah. That recognition, and that's where the VGAs are trying to head, and I think he's maybe putting more of his power into that because he kind of maybe sees that as the better branch of doing that, or the better method of doing that, you know, of, of getting more people's eyes on the video gaming as they, you know, and gaining more respect for it and more attention. So, I don't know. It's interesting. That's that's really fascinating. I mean, there again, that's 100% speculation, but yeah. the, but it is a fact that VGAs are just something he took over because it was, you know, via Spike TV basically dropped it. But, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it is, and that's the thing, it is a larger thing of, like, what is E3 even? And you just you just mentioned that. It's like, what is the niche? Like, I, I, this seems like they're trying to figure it out. I mean, we've been recording on this for a while now. It's like, where do you think, like, you, you know, like, 
what fucking is e3 at this point yeah what is what is the niche (laughs) what niche could it be what i like what would be your suggestion uh niche for it to focus on or you know it doesn't have to be one public out Hmm. it's never done that part well i it's (sighs) i mean it's done it a few times like recent this is fairly recent it's not new yeah, but yeah. it's been bad every time, and I agree. like it's it, it seems to be pandering to like the worst crowd of things. Like I, it's <laughs> I, like my issue with PAX has always been how uh, personality focused it seems to be. Like I got yes, we are fucking personalities on the internet. I can't be too hypercritical of this because that's what we're doing. Yeah. But at the same time, like I, I like the idea of PAX, but like. When you have like the fucking rooster teeth the convention out there, like it, they feel like that packs that one, like all the ones that kind of feel as though they're part of like the gaming personality conventions. I'm like, I, I don't think of you as like legitimate sources for information necessarily. There, there will be reveals, there will be stuff, but you lack the legitimacy of an E3, a Gamescom, a Tokyo Game Show, like. Mm. Uh, fucking even that like Sony um, self-produced E3 thing they've done a couple times the whatever they're called the PSX or something like that it's yeah like say what you will about how how EA has chosen to handle this but their idea of we have our own show space it's our own thing we have our press conference part of E3 like that's the future I think in some ways like if E3 just becomes a time of year where everyone does their own thing to make it easy for the media. That's the play I think is okay. But like, you don't need to have a press conference. You don't need to have a convention every year. Kind of thing. Like, be like Bethesda has nothing to announce this year. I'm willing to bet, but they're going to have a show and they're going to be like, yo, fault 76 is on steam. And that update we promised you it's coming. And yeah, Doom 2 is hopefully out by then. Isn't that game great? And uh, I'm sure the new Wolfenstein will get announced as part of that. I don't fucking know. But like, increasingly, I don't need E3 to tell me when games are announced. Like, it's a part of me almost looks at E3 and goes, are you the problem we have to address to start fixing crunch? Like, if we fucking stopped announcing games way ahead of time before they're done and games just like and now got announced six months before they came out or something where it's like yo we're done with testing we're in polish mode like it'll be 45 50 hour weeks not 100 hour weeks kind of thing but like that's normal for putting a final product out and the game comes out in six months i'd be like yeah i feel good about pre-ordering now this feels like a good thing to get into kind of thing like we're far enough in like the way cd project red chooses to play things is maddening and didn't work this time because they're still crunching right now. But I got to respect the hell out of them when they're like, yeah, we'd lots of closed door stuff. Why? We don't want you all fucking latching on to our previs stuff. It keeps biting us in the ass, so we're not doing it. We want to know about your game. Yes, and you will learn about them in the future. We're making them. That's all we wanted to tell you. But we want to know now. No. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get Cyberpunk, but it's fucking ready and not a moment before. And we want to see a demo. Here's a demo we showed people two years ago. We're going to plaster the phrase work in fucking progress. And all of you whiny ass gamer babies, when this thing comes out, are going to go, it didn't look like the demo. Yep. 
fuck that noise. And, and to rewind a bit, I think that's the bullshit you get by having E3 still as it is. Like it's yeah, I, I think the E3 model you have right now is unsustainable unless you start leaning into the streamer YouTuber personality bullshit that oh, I God. think is fucking toxic at this point. It's like yeah. we all stream, we all do our own thing, but like at yeah. the same time. At least on this podcast, I try very hard for this to be authentic. Like, we're not fucking being like, oh, I'm playing this game. It's great because it's popular. Like, fuck, I'm playing Destiny 2 daily still. I obviously don't care about what's popular. Yeah. I play WoW every week. We're just a bad person. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah. Um, that, you know, there's a whole other topic about the authentic authenticity or not, but yeah, it's it's yeah. E3 is it is it? Do you think it will try to lean more into? They've already said they are. Like I, I think. Yeah, I mean, they. I think yeah, this I is mean, the it seems first like that. kind of professional level reaction to that, like fucking press doc, a junket we saw a couple years, a, a couple months ago. Like everything they've said about this year's E3 feels we don't care about the old media for this we want fucking youtubers and streamers and people who are gonna fucking tweet about how excited they are to be at e3 and not be like man this year fucking sucked there were no good games to talk about like it's like, that is I, I think in a certain sense i think it actually is like that's actually makes more sense them to go that direction instead of towards the general consumer yeah. if it is a media if it is a a specifically an event about media about that is like press if it if it is specifically a press event love it like it or not social media is the new press so well, i'm trying to remember what it's called there is like it's called like stream expo or media expo or something which happens here in la and it's gross every year because it's literally just a convention where you can get to meet your favorite YouTubers and stuff. And that's not the gross part. It's kind of the, 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 the world around it where you get to realize that there are people that are like fucking stands for people. It's like vlogs and shit where it's the, okay, this is a little bit weird to see, but yeah, you're thinking VidCon VidCon. Yeah. VidCon. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's, but it doesn't, it's not surprising. I mean, the Kardashians literally do nothing. I think that's famous. gross too. I'm just not a vocal enough minority yeah. to get that shit shut down. But yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. confident. Like I, I will shit talk both VidCon and the Kardashians and most reality TV of that nature at a drop of a hat kind of thing. Like this. Yeah. But I mean, it is like it is a fact of reality now, and that influencers are only growing. In their importance for promoting certain brands, yeah, especially certain types of brands. No, and you I know, think media, the, entertainment specifically, well, and anything I, involved in entertainment is increasingly involved with the social media influencers. When I think kind of like the 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 public aspect of what you do once you embrace the VidCon aspect of it is the rest mm. of VidCon. Like if it goes from being about the games to are you a gamer that likes so and so? here's a chance to meet so-and-so and you're like, Oh my God. They're like, and we'll feature so-and-so playing these games, which you're too dumb to realize either come out a week or two before this convention 
are already out, or you can play at home. No, but I want to watch so-and-so play Fortnite. Sure, you could do that for free from the safety of your home because they're also going to be streaming this, or you can travel to L.A. to watch it happen live. Won't that be great from your $300 seat? <laughs> yep. I'm being yeah, overly I mean, cynical, but that's that's what yeah. I think the future of E3 is, for better yeah. or worse. I, I think, I honestly, I think you're right. I, I think that makes it makes more sense to lean into that as opposed to open to the public. To the general public, to lean more into social influencers. I mean, they getting and that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I it's 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 weird because the thing is, I mean, ah, you know, if you want, uh, all right. So I I I am actually an actual person who like who likes good journalism. Yeah, I think is, we all like good journalism, but. <laughs> yeah, uh, and influencers, because of the nature of how they work, are even more, like, easily steerable as far as, like, having an obvious bias towards whoever gives You're them the most money. You're paying for that bias. I will always go back to the time Rooster Teeth got fucking called the fuck out for just, like, shitting on a variety of other news outlets out there that gave Fallout 4 a bad review on a video while they're fucking wearing those collector's edition Pip Boys. Like, that's all yeah. you ever have to know about this controversy. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, the whole influencer thing, yeah, they are more susceptible to put out total bullshit. Like, yeah, to just lie through their fucking teeth about something, which, you know, it's actually not as common. Like, you go on... A you know even Kotaku or Gamasutra or whatever you know Polygon, a lot of those articles are just straight up. Here's the thing that happened. A lot of them don't even bother to rate it. Yeah. They just say, "Here's the thing that happened." We aren't even injecting an I like yep. a, a a rating or a criticism here. It's just like, "Here's the news." Facts. Whereas, whereas influencers don't do that. They are more dependent on the ad revenue and revenue from sponsors. Than these than these other game companies, which is interesting to think about, because journalism in a large part is ad supported. You know, like yeah. game journalism, I'm saying, and journalism, a lot of journalism in general, it tends to be ad supported, rather than you know purchasing a thing and that supports it. You know, um, but yeah, it's yeah, I I think I think what we'll just end up with is even worse stuff being promoted and more cynical i guess more a lot more cynical promotion of stuff coming out of e3 than before like you know like ninja loves this game x yeah like you know it's like whereas he's just and i'm saying not i'm just using ninja because he's well known i'm not saying that he would necessarily do that but i'm saying he did apex real, legends yeah real easy for it to get somebody out there to like that to say to give them a million bucks and they just say this is the best game ever and not be called out on it because they aren't considered a journalist. Is at least deal you know, for the journalists like in Kotaku, it's like or whatever. People call them out because they're like, "Hey, you're supposed to be a journalist. You got to be, you know, if you this isn't specifically an opinion piece, then you should be try to be more unbiased, unbiased if it's not specifically an opinion piece." Whereas a influencer has no such 
demands on them. Like nobody's making demands of influencers that to be uh, to be have journalistic integrity. That only to have the the veneer of authenticity. Well, and they still also got in trouble for not like tagging their stuff as sponsored. Like that's an ongoing yes. problem at this point oh, too. Yes. Yeah. Um I, I've seen some great videos just talking about the sort of manufacturing authenticity and 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 being, you know, and the honest, you know, being honest or not with like, yeah, Squarespace is paying us for this or you know, whoever, like X is paying me, you know, I, this is this is an ad. But you know, it, yeah, it's it is gross. Like I said, there's way less there's no journalistic integrity expected of or vetted for these influencers, generally speaking. So, yeah, it's like it just it, for me, it'll just make me trust E3 even less as a source uh, of of game news or what I should check out or what game I should give a crap about. So, yeah, hmm, that's. Yeah. Well, so me and Henry have talked a lot, Alex. Uh, what do you think on this one? I, we, in case we talk over you in situations like this by accident. No, no, no. I mean, I've just kind of been listening along, but to be honest with you, like I, we, I don't. I mean, we've we've shared as far as what we feel about the whole E three thing for a while now, and the peddling mm-hmm. to influencers has been a big thing, and the fact that we had documentation, we did a story about oh, such a long time ago. I talked about that shit. It Not that long ago me. enough, though, either. Yeah, that's the thing. It feels like it's so long ago, but it wasn't. It literally came out sometime after the fucking E3 from last year. Like, yeah, like it, it's just it's that whole approach of like going away from the I feel like the roots of what it's been and trying to be this big influencer thing where it feels <sighs> It feels very hello, fellow kids. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That too. Yeah. Like that's what it's trying to be, and like you're already gonna attract the kid crowd anyway. It's a fucking video game convention. Like, what do you yeah. expect? You don't have to do anything. They sell it. It sells itself. So I just, yeah, I think the fact that he's not around leads me to believe that there's more shady shit going on. Like this is my conspiracy theory mode. No, it's none of this is confirmed. Let me let me just put okay. this out here right now. What I'm about to say is not confirmed. This is my conspiracy theory mind going into it. My guess is that there's more shady shit going on in regards to the things like the goodwill chits and influencings that he was not privy to or not happy about. And Mm. they basically gave him a choice of either you play along or you're out. And he chose to leave. Yeah. So don't be surprised to see some super scummy shit this year at E3. I, I, I like it. It's it very, it's again more conspiracy theory. Now this is confirmed. It's very reminiscent to me of what happened with Activision Blizzard's restructuring of Blizzard employees the last couple of years. With like the big wigs who've been super dedicated to that, just are like I'm, I'm leaving. Like, fucking what's his name? The guy, the old president of Blizzard, literally could just show Warren. up. Yeah, literally could show up and just be like, "Hey, how's everything going?" Everything will be fine, but he made a conscious decision to leave, which is like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be a part of Blizzard anymore. Which leads me to believe that higher ups in the in the thing were making it to a point where he was not comfortable or happy with it, so he's gone. This strikes me very much like a situation where 
you hear about some of the scummy shit you hear with like what E3 wants to do, especially the goodwill shit. The goodwill shit really bothered me. Like that that thing is just it's so blatantly shitty. And my guess is he was not happy about it. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go ahead and depart. I'm gonna call it right now. He's gonna go. I mean, it may not be on his terms, but he the illusion of, you know what, I'm going on my terms right now because I don't want to be a part of the impending shit show. So anyway, that's my thought on it. It's, it's I guess hard to say and probably won't cut you off by accident. I, I think the I you kind of hit it, I think I have the most important takeaway I have from this. I didn't realize it was you said it. The hello fellow kids aspect of it. Like mm. this feels like the start of the adults, for lack of a better phrase. Like if if you look at gaming's media right now and kind of say, okay, here are the kids and here are the adults, this is like the first sign the adults are leaving A3, if that makes any sense. Like what you're gonna be left is like I'm not calling them legally not adults, but like the job versus a hobby that actually turned into a job aspect of things, I guess mm. so this is an end of that version of E3 in some ways. Like I, it's, and I feel weird saying that because again, I doesn't, I'm not trying to imply that people that are big streamers didn't spend a lot of time working on it and all that jazz, but also there's a high amount of luck involved in it. Like in the destiny community, Dotto has talked about how on numerous occasions, like his stuff just kind of blew up by freak accident around destiny getting big. Mm-hmm. Like hell, our highest rate, like one of our highest rated things on our YouTube channel for a long time that got views way the fuck longer than it should have was just me doing like, hey, here's the next question of how the fucking Destiny armor system works for Destiny 1. So you never know what's going to be big, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. And I think like yeah. this is the end of the organized, we worked at something to make it into an establishment versus what's up guys it's your boy like and subscribe to the end of the video today we're talking about x y and z and it's gotta be 10 minutes long or else i don't get full kind of monetization off of it or something mm. yeah mm. yeah uh yeah i think yeah i did i think that's yeah i think that is a good point about the yeah it is going towards this sort of marketing yeah the, the marketing to influencers is definitely a realization that we got to get the kids. Yeah. And, and you know what? I don't think it's unfair to say that maybe that's why Healy bowed out. Like, because he is still, and I think he would still consider himself a journalist. He minimally has a journalism background. Yeah. And I think the idea of these, you know, completely unvetted, you know, people with a, who are, can easily just dis- be dishonest and never be called out for it. I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I think that, yeah, maybe that, that would turn off. I could imagine that turning off somebody like him. So, hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, like, you know, Alex, like you said, not to get into sort of, you know, too much speculation or, you know, conspiracy theory stuff, but you know what? I think that's kind of a fair assessment. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it just, yeah, it's, again, it's just my theory. Uh, mm-hmm. just want to preface it over and over because I don't want anybody fucking cracking down on us. This. this is all speculative, what I just threw out there as far as that goes. No, I think it's a fair point, though. A game theory? Uh, uh, Shut the fuck up, Henry! <laughs> 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 Hurry, you know what, Henry? I don't need you no, doing that no. shit. 
No, no, fuck that. Henry, you do you. You shine like you shine bright like the fucking diamond you are. Don't let Charlie steal your light. <laughs> fuck that. Got fucking two punsters on this podcast now, son of a bitch. <laughs> Bad Henry. <laughs> Yeah, like we probably talked this one out at this point. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, we have no emails to read through this week, but if you wanted to contact us, how would you go about doing that, Alex? Very simple. You would uh, go ahead and pull up your email client if you're choosing, and in the two column, you would write wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email again, Henry? That is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. So as it sounds, down the show notes, except to raw, except to raw. Yeah, I gotta have to follow that up with somehow. <laughs> that was it sounds. I don't know. Uh yeah, probably that, that that just about does it for this week's this wow, I'm fucking falling apart now. Thank God this is about to end. That does it for this week's podcast. <laughs> yeah. Anything y'all want to talk about before we close this thing the hell out? Um, I don't have anything else in particular other than I do remember this format now that we, like, after it's been done, it reminds me, uh, but what's it called? Yeah, it reminds me of some of the old podcasts. It was interesting to kind of go into discussion. Yeah. Again, so. We haven't done them in a while, nice. yeah. 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 With good um, reason we stopped doing them. They were getting ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some barrel scraping was occurring. Yeah. I think if we have a nice topic, it works out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm happy to return to it for this. And actually, you know, since we did throw our email out there, if you guys like the this, like, style, maybe we can bring it back more often once in a while. Like, not every time, but like... Yeah, there, there's definitely some weeks I've looked at been kind of light where I'm like, huh, maybe we should bring this back for this, and then just didn't. Yeah, so... Yeah, other than that, um, you can follow me on all my social medias. It's uh, Mave Online across the board. Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Mixer, all that shit. So, yeah, Mave Online. Yeah, um, I'm Kraken Zero. That's Z-E-R Zero. And yeah, that's where I am, where, where I'm online on Facebook and on Instagram. I've been kind of on quiet on social media here recently. I just, I don't know, I haven't felt like really posting, but that's where I will be. Also on Twitch, uh, they're gonna, I haven't really been streaming so much, but on Twitch, I'm Nomad Har. Thinking of switching that over to make it Kraken Zero, but haven't decided. I may start streaming on Mordak in the near future. I, it's, the studio in the garage is coming together slowly, so there might be a chance we return to video content in the near future. Yeah. Get ready for lots of Destiny streams. Yeah, <laughs> which I may join once I uh, get a PC. Uh, yeah, I get a get a well, get a video yeah. card. My clan is excited to meet you. By the way, <laughs> have some of them heard the podcast? Uh, some of them have. Yes. <laughs> well, they'll they'll get to appreciate me playing like an idiot. Well, it's also more because... like it's. They're used to me, and they're like, yeah, this guy chooses to be friends with you. I'm like, yeah, they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm an IRL friend. Yes. As in, like, you hang out occasionally. I'm like, yeah, occasionally. They're like, man, what the fuck is wrong with him? 
<laughs> like, yeah, you're you're not wrong. I mean, we threw axes. Yeah. Oh no, they were mad about that too. Like, <laughs> not that you were the one throwing axes, but they're like, "Oh, what'd you do on Friday?" Like, hung out, played Destiny. I'm like, I oh, mean, my friend went through axes, and they're like, "Fuck you, fuck you, having a life." <laughs> Fuck you for being one of the better Destiny players we have in the clan, but also like being like, I'm not gonna play Destiny for a week. <laughs> Got this life going on the outside, man. Yeah. That's either here nor there though. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. Um that's that's for this podcast then. Anyone want to close it out all the way? You the metal. Yeah.